Salutations, Fartlet family, and welcome to another episode of the What The Fartlet podcast. We're now on Series 4, and since October 2020, Matt and myself, as well as our team, have been bringing you some inspirational chats with our amazing running community, and some assorted nonsense from us. Yeah, if you've never listened to us before, we've got a huge back catalogue of episodes available for free on Spotify, Apple, Google, or directly through our brand new website. Please do subscribe, leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed the show today. Now, alongside our website, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and we love to hear from you guys. If you've got any feedback, ideas, or just fancy a natter, then find us, follow us, and come and have a chat with us. All the links are in our bio. Our community challenge is back for Series 4, as Rob, myself, and Editor Jack lead a team of runners to take on fun challenges and bank the most miles to be crowned champions. 140 people are taking part, but we always welcome new faces. It's free, it's fun. So hit us up if you want to join in. And last but not least, we are supporting Prostate Cancer UK as our charity of the year. Please help us support the amazing work they do by checking out our Just Giving page and donating if you can. And with that being said, oh, go on, mate, you can do it this time. Really? Yeah, you've earned it. Get in. Hit the music. Are you alone? Hello. I've got a very important question for you. Oh, go on then. It came out of my Ask Me Anything I did at the weekend, and it's right. really stuck with me. Um, in a glacier environment, if you were swarmed by penguins, how many do you think <laughs> you could take out before they overwhelmed you? <laughs> I saw that question, and that was probably one of the funniest I saw. <laughs> uh, I'm probably about the same size as a penguin, so probably about two. Yeah. <laughs> two. <laughs> even, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even matter if you're on a glacier. They just, <laughs> on any terrain, I think I'd I think, struggle. I think my tactic would be, like, sprint to them as fast as I could and I, like, slide tackle a load of them. Yeah, like 10-pin bowling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, then try and windmill a few, like you said, get keys in and windmill yeah. a few. <laughs> but what if you just slid off the glacier? Game over, man. Yeah, that's true. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 4, Episode 7 of the What The Fart Podcast. My name's Rob. <laughs> and I'm Matt. And we're being a bit silly today, aren't we? Because we're, we're uh, very, very strange settings. None of us, neither of us, none of us, there's only two of us, neither of us are in the What The Fart Like studio this week, are we? No, no, we're not. You're skulking around Doncaster like a weirdo, and I'm still in my car, my makeshift car studio. As yes. I uh, continue my visit, of my tour of witness, uh, visiting family. Um, but we're going to make the best of it. We're going to have some fun. What's on the show today, Matt? Yeah, so on the show today, we've obviously got uh, our chat with Matt Wood. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of how our weeks have been, as usual. Some of showdown stuff, uh, roll call, and then the thank yous at the end. Oh, thank you. Um, love it. So, yeah, how's your you, man? You've done some running, haven't you? I have, yes. I've got into the 30s, believe it or not. Wow. Is that including your bonus that's, miles? That's, from... that's, not, that's not my age. I'm, I'm still in my 20s. My age, of course yeah. you are. <laughs> <I too. laughs> 
<laughs> times two. Yeah. yeah. No, is that with a what bonus mile? No, that before the bonus mile. So I got to, I think thirty-five. No, thirty-seven miles. Sorry, uh, I clocked up this week, which is a, a big week for me. And I'm it is a big one as well. It, it is a big week, and I am proud of you. But of course, I am going to make fun of you because that's what we do. So, um, you say you've run thirty-seven miles. You can't be sure you've run thirty-seven miles, can you? Because what has happened to your ability to measure your runs uh, recently? My, my watch has been playing up a little bit, only slightly though. Only a little, slightly. a little bit is an exaggeration. <laughs> Sorry, it's an understatement. Take me back to the beginning. And let's talk about the steps you have taken instead of just paying £85 for a refurbished Garmin. Well, first of all, I'm not paying £85 for a refurbished Garmin because I'm a tight northern sod. That's so true. that's the <laughs> that's the first reason. Uh, no, it's been play- I got water ingress in my uh, watch and it's been uh, playing silly beggars for God knows how long. I did some refereeing a few weeks ago, uh, which I normally, when I normally ref, I do like three or four miles in a game, so I claimed two because I didn't have my watch with me, which you whinged about for some reason, even yeah. though I claimed less than what I normally do. Because yeah. uh, you had week... no way of tracking it. You could have <laughs> just stood in the centre circle, but that's fine. Bone of contention. It's, we've put that to bed. Never mind. What yeah. I'd like to know, I'd like, I'd like you to take us back. So when the watch first stopped working... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking about it because I know it and it's funny. <laughs> Tell everybody... So your screen stopped working, didn't it? That was the first thing. Yes. On this, you mean after this long run they did at weekend? No, 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 no. In the first place, sorry, no. The screen right. worked, but it was it was working intermittently. Is that right? Yes, it was. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> tell everybody what you did at that first point to try and fix the watch. <laughs> well, I got obviously got home and tried just put it on the side, put it put it on the windowsill in the sun as you as you do. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on the windowsill in yeah, the sun. Like, uh, yeah. It's going to dry get rid of the moisture that's inside the inside the, the watch. No, that's, that's not what you said to me. You said you put it in the sun because you thought the sun would bring it back to life. Yeah, it would do. It's not a house plant, Matt. <laughs> Doesn't, Garmin's aren't impacted by ph- photosynthesis. <laughs> Just putting it in rice work then, because I did that as well. You, you did do that as well, didn't you? Because what happened then? So you, it, it wasn't working. Yeah, so I went on, basically, I went, I went on a long run at the weekend. It's been, it's been fine. Running in the sun, it's been fine. But then I ran at the weekend. <laughs> oh, I, you little dick. I love that you said that just to point out, running in the sun did work, actually, you prick. Carry on. <laughs> That's matter of fact, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it did. So I ran, running in the sun, it's been fine. But then it got to the weekend and I went on a long run. Uh, the plan was 14 miles. Uh, it was pissing it down the whole way around. And uh, I think water must have got inside it again. And I got to like 12 and a half miles of the watch. The watch face just started flickering. I'm like, well, what's, what's going on? I feel like I'm going to take it off thinking it might be electrocuting me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I battled on. I soldiered through. <laughs> and, then by, and then at 13 miles, or about half a mile from home, sorry, 13.48 miles, I think it were, um, I, I pressed the button on my watch and it just decided to like stop and the watch face just went black. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to pay for a new one now. <laughs> but no, you didn't, you liar. I'm going to have to pay for you. And what any sane, normal person would do is think, yeah, I'm going to have to pay for a new one. What happened then was 40 minutes later, I got a video sent through on WhatsApp from you. Have <laughs> you, you trying to hairdryer your watch back to life? Yeah, yeah, that is true. I, I did get the hairdryer out. And, uh, but first of all, put it in a bit of rice to get rid of the... Uh, 
the <laughs> moisture that was around it and then got the air dryer out. <laughs> but, but it kind of didn't work. <laughs> You, you, you know, do you know what though? Fair play to you because for the rest of the day you kept just sending me pictures of you fiddling with this watch, and then about six hours later it was working again. I know. It's, it's, it, I've even ordered some glue online uh, yeah. to just restick the screen back on. It'd be good as new soon. Mate, absolutely <laughs> held together with string. Um, I will. I will shout out though the amount of people that inbox me saying I've got this spare watch. Uh, in my drawer that's doing nothing. Do, do you want it? It's all yours if you want it. Uh, you know, you, you then people you know you are. There's too many to count that got in touch. But yeah, the amount of people that got in touch and said, here, here's a watch for you for now if you want it. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Why that's don't you just, why don't you just say thank you and take one rather than the ridiculous <laughs> series of events that unfolded? Because my watch work, my watch is working now. I don't You're need a, it. You are, but you are, you are. Ridiculous. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of other people. See if, other, if another person's watch breaks down now in future, there's all them watches spare for other people. You're right. ridiculous. You're ridiculous. <laughs> it's working. It looks all like right. a futuristic watch because you can see all inner workings of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the next time it rains, you're going to electrocute yourself. But fine. Yeah. Uh, but I got, but I got some miles in. I, I claimed 14, so half a mile from home. And yeah. you, you, you bitched and moaned about that as well. Didn't yeah. You? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. How can you prove it? Because I was half a mile from home. You know, you know what I love because your screen broke. You, uh, you couldn't stop your watch. So, yeah. So if you go, on, if you go on Matt Strava and find his run from Sunday, he does like eight minute thirty miles all the way through, and his last mile is an hour and three minutes. I love it. Yeah. I love uh, it. Still though, mate, well done. Good week for you. Back yeah. in the thirties, back in the swing of it. I knew you would. Great job. That that long that long run's given me a bit of faith that I'll uh, I'll get round uh, Chester with you. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. How about you, mate? How's your week been? Well, as we stand right now, Matt, stand sat down. It's part of the problem. It's uh, I'm gonna call it negative. I'm gonna call it a loss to be honest. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Um. Uh, I've 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 had a, a common um, problem that impacts us as runners. Um, that it's not the nicest thing to talk about, but it it happens more to every it, well, it's happened to everybody. And if you say it doesn't, you're a liar. Um, I have a chafed bum holy. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, so I'm yeah. sitting I'm sitting in the car talking to you. And there's like I'm basically sat on one cheek. There's like my if I if I if I put my weight on my left cheek, then it's fine. But the second that I drop down on, it's probably good for me core. But the second I drop down onto me right, it's agonising. So um, poor old Harper's tub of pseudocrem's empty now. So I hope, uh, na- I hope her nappy rash don't come back because there's none left. It's all up my ass. Uh, <laughs> oh, have you have you ever heard of Vaseline there? Eh? Mate, yeah, no, I have. You know, you know what? I, I have said been that vas- a bit. I said that a bit loud as people walk past me. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah in public. No, I have. I have been vaselining up. Um, but but again, another awkward story. Um, we did uh, uh, shout out to Run Northwest. We did the uh, Quarry Bank Mill Trail Race on Wednesday with our friends Lou and Dan, good friend show Lucy, of course, multi-time guest, her amazing husband Dan, and um, and Rach Mack and um, the Machine. 
And uh, we went on Wednesday and I was Vaseline in. <laughs> we got out of the car. We're in the car park. And I said to Sammy, I've got to Vaseline up. And she's like, well, make sure no one can see you. So I stood behind the car door and I uh, just slipped a couple of <laughs> fingers in the pot. A couple of fingers <laughs> in the pot. And then was applying it and uh, turned around. And there's a car parked directly behind me. And there was just there was just a guy staring at me while I was doing it. And I was like, right. Freaking wonderful. <laughs> did you give him did you give him the eyes no no I, no I, yeah, I love I your just, eyes <laughs> i just i just winked i just winked and licked my fingers <laughs> no, I did, I did. <laughs> um yeah oh, so yeah there's been a lot of embarrassing stories involving my bottom this week but yeah apart from that it's not been too bad it's been great running with friends we've done the running with friends week we'll talk a bit more about that in the summer showdown segment um i've run with loads of people which has been great got to newcastle for neil marshall's birthday happy birthday to him um, awesome good fun uh got to meet him finally in person which was grand uh did my sunday long run today which is monday a day late uh it was very hot and sweaty hence the bum chafe um but yeah otherwise fine hit my mileage for the week didn't miss any runs just one a day late uh ran a decent park run with andy bradley that was lovely um yeah it's been a good week mate thank you apart from you know red ring <laughs> red, red the burning ring. ring of fire the burn 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 yeah so that's that's pretty much that um so that's how my week went i've took my bum hole loads already we're only 10 minutes in um sue moving on um we were going to talk about the olympics weren't we because we talked about the olympic mar- we talked about the marathons um Big build-up. Jack, Jack came on and, and did this big spiel and big yeah. build-up. Made, made us look professional. Yeah, yeah. And then we knew he wasn't going to be here, so we thought, right, all we've got to do is watch the marathons, see who wins, <laughs> get a few sort of things to talk about, yeah. and uh, and then we'll, we'll 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 follow up. We'll do a little segue into it. But what happened? Uh, <laughs> I think you fell asleep, and I uh, ended up picking my son up from uh, a local pub because he'd be to a football match away down in London. At 1am, yeah. so uh, yeah, we didn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, we neither was watched it. I got to, I got to 12 miles into the women's, and I got to, I think about 30k into the men's. Um, in my defence, on the Saturday night, the men's, I was blind drunk. I was in a Premier Inn. Sammy was like, "Just go to fucking sleep," and I was like, "The news and over the podcast." <laughs> yeah, instead of, instead of realising you can watch the highlights afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and you know what the worst bit is? I ain't done that hmm. either. No, me neither. I do know though that Kipchoge won. What did I say last week? You said oh, Kipchoge yes. win. Oh yeah. But Tata yes. didn't run, so he was he was the favourite one. He the the big battle never happened. The tete a tete. Uh, Bridget Koskai didn't win the women's though. I thought she was going to win. She was pipped pipped at the post. Um, but yeah. So we don't really have a segment here. This was going to be a big. But <laughs> no, I think we didn't. Somebody was saying that there were a fair few people that dropped out as well. I think only only about 50 people finished the marathon. So it was hot. The bit that uh, I watched, it looked horrible. You know, they were um, there was at the water stations, there was uh, like ice packs as well, and they were yeah. like putting their ice packs under the caps and down the back of the necks, and the women were putting in the bras. And yeah, it was it was a keep cool any way you can kind of job. I think it wasn't it wasn't a very pleasant day. It wasn't a super f- <laughs> it wasn't a very fast race. I think it was like 208. Kipchoge winning like yeah slow uh, you know but you know what I mean it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a pushing world record speed it was just a get round job I think yeah yeah um, I, I, like, like we'll be doing <laughs> like we'll so be doing 
Oh yeah, there's a lot of similar in, there's a lot of similarities between me and uh, Elliot Kipchoge. Elliot Kipchoge to be honest, yeah. Yeah, we've both got that winning mentality. Um, yeah, no, to be honest, I the, yeah, there's a few differences. One, he is uh, probably the best marathon runner of all time. Uh, me, on the flip side, doesn't even know how to stop his bum from chafing on a 15 mile long run. So. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so we've not really got a segment here, uh, but that's probably okay. Um, we've got loads of good content coming up. And to start with, we've got a great interview, haven't we? Yes, we have, yes. The uh, run-through, one of the run-through guys himself. Uh, obviously, we're all going to uh, do a run-through event in uh, November, which is going to be good. Uh, yeah, Towers Half, so we're hearing his story. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, and we've just done one. Me and you did, that was a run-through event at Aintree that me and you did. Um so yeah so uh, run through uh, Mr Matt Wood we're going to be talking to not just talking about run through of course we're talking about his running journey which is pretty incredible in its own right um, he's achieved some great things and we're also then going to be moving on to talk about what it was like to start up run through what it was like going through the pandemic and frankly what it's been like since it exploded in recent years because they're northwest London they're everywhere man and, and they put up some big events some great events um yeah looking forward to hearing this one i think you guys are going to love it um we did a competition that was great and winner's going to be announced today on the uh, social medias uh we love the guys that run through we love matt woods so should we go and have a chat with him and uh, and see what and see what he's got to say yeah let's do it right then guys i am very excited about this one if you are a runner in the uk then you have probably attended a run through event for me it was tatton park 10k in 2018 and I've loved it ever since. And today I get to talk to one of the men behind the brand. Really excited not just to get into the day-to-day -day workings of, uh, of, of uh, managing one of the top flagship UK running promotions, but also to find out a bit more about his running journey um, and what it takes to set up a company like Run Through. So really excited to get into it. Uh, so join me in welcoming Mr. Matthew Wood. How are we doing today, dude? Great. Thanks for having me on. Good, good. How's your day been? It's been all right, thank you. It's hot out there, isn't it? Oh, mate, I know. I mean, I know it's like a bit of a moany thing about hot, the heat at the minute, but it is absolutely unbearable, isn't it? I can't cope. I'd, I'd rather it be raining outside so I can go for a run. It's, it's, it's too much in this heat. Yeah, absolutely. Now, listen, we've got loads to get into. There's probably two sides to, to this story that I really want to cover off. I want to hear all about Run Through. Um, not a sales pitch. I, I love Run Through as a company. I love everything you guys stand for. And I know a lot of the guys who listen to this podcast do as well. So I really want to get under the skin of that. But I want to learn about you as well. I want to hear a bit about your background. So can we just start at the beginning then, man? Can you tell me a little bit about how you first got into running? So for me, it's kind of a family affair. So my dad took me to a running club when I was eight or nine years old, and he was already running in the distance group then. He, he did a 2.31 marathon, so it was pretty quick. But at that time, it was everyone was running 2.25, 2.26, and that was kind of like a decent club-level runner. And he, was, he felt he was on the outskirts of that. But he took me to the club. He became the chairman of the club, and I was always around the athletics team and everyone else down there and I got put in the sprint group initially because I was pretty good at sprinting I always won my school races and then my town races at the, the 100 meters so I was really nippy over the like the 100 meters and 200 meters but then got to age of 13 and there was a school cross country coming up and I thought I'd do a bit of training for it and it went well I won that and then I won my town cross country and then my dad said to me join the distance group and I met with a guy called uh, Arthur Almond, who's since passed away, but he coached like top level, level athletes, uh, Mick Morton and Jason Lobo and people like that, who um, end up winning like national titles and whatever. So I kind of joined in with his group. And, and then when I was 14, I won my first national title in the 800 metres. 
and um and, and I fell over in the English schools final so I didn't actually win that one but I was one of the favorites for that as well and then I carried on doing that under 17s got my first England vest uh, I broke an indoor record British indoor record oh. over the 1500 meters and I got my first opportunity to go to to Belgium to run for my country did that at 16 and then did it again at 18 um and I won national title at under 17s and and then when I went to I got to 18, I went to Loughborough University and at Loughborough University, it was kind of, I, I applied for four of my six courses for Loughborough. I just wanted to go to Loughborough. That's all I cared about to compete with the best out there. And when I got there, I found myself, I wasn't the best anymore. I was against people who were a couple of years, years older than me and I'm, I'm not, not the tallest of the people. And I, I found myself trying to reach in areas where I couldn't. So yeah, I, I found myself not competing and then I ended up breaking my leg. And uh, well, I brought my femur. It was like a stress-related injury, and it stopped me, put me on crutches for about six months. And during that period, I kind of got involved with athletics administration at the university, became the chairman of Loughborough Athletics Club, um, and I, I got really involved with that side of things because I couldn't run myself. So I, yeah, I've always been a bit around running. It's been part of my life. My sister's run a, a 2:59 marathon. My mum's done a marathon, just not quite as quick as my sister and my dad, but. Yeah, I've always been around here. That's just it's just my uh, the way I am. So running is definitely the family business, um, <laughs> and, it, and it's interesting because we always hear kind of one or two stories. It's always you know I was an absolute I was an athlete. Um, I was I was all around sport of, of whatever kind, and and then it's a natural transition into adulthood. Or you do hear that kind of oh I wasn't sporty at all. And then I found running and fell in love with it. But so you obviously fall into the former category. But how did that transcend then into into your um, into adulthood then so um, obviously not running I guess as competitively as, as in the juniors while you were in you were injured and you were getting into the admin side of things but how, how did your running journey then then progress as you I guess you know got out of uni and into your 20s yeah so it's my final year university where I kind of had and for me and this at this point in time I was I'm going to be in the Olympics I'm going to win the mm. Olympics that's where I was thinking so I was 20 years old and broke my femur and I couldn't do any more and I had a period of time where I just hated it. I, I, I fell out of love with the, the actual running for myself for a good two or three year period where I did everything but run. And mm. the age of 24, I suppose, age 24, 25, I started doing it again just for a bit of fun. And I got to the point where I was, I was working in like nightclubs, that sort of stuff. And I had a different kind of lifestyle and I want to get myself fit again. So I used running as that tool to do that. And then as I got to like 25, 26, I, I thought, oh, I can, I can do a marathon. I can enter this. I can keep myself involved in it. And at this point in time, we'd started run through. And that was inspiring me, not only because obviously you're at the events and you're giving your heart and soul to make sure that everyone else has a great time and, and runs to the best of their ability. You're not really thinking about yourself that much. But during the week and the downtimes, I was kind of inspired from that process and getting out myself and just kind of three or four times a week having fun with it. Did my first marathon, I think it was like age, age 26 in uh, Uganda. Wow. Uh, and then I did a London marathon again, I think when I was 30 or something like that. And I, I kind of, no, no, the, the Uganda marathon was 30 and London marathon was 30. Before that, I started doing like 10Ks, that sort of stuff. And then the last few years, I, I've just been kind of doing it for, for fun, I suppose. But I did a triathlon a couple of years ago. And then when lockdown happened, I thought, right, I'm not I'm not working the weekends like I normally do. I've got a, a lot more time on my hands to be able to do something. So I started stretching every single day and that mm. meant I could run more. And I did about 50 miles a week for, I think it was 50, 51 weeks, I think, in a row or yeah. like, literally in a row. And then I did an ultra marathon like about a month ago. 
and I haven't really done anything since. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the first one I ever did, and I, I didn't I honestly didn't walk for a week. I, yeah. I, I don't know how some of the people do it, like at the pace they do it at, but yeah. So that's kind of my running journey since since university. How how was the experience of the ultra then, kind of stepping up from the marathon distance, and how how did you did you approach it just as? Because like again, people approach approach it in one or two ways, don't they? You do have people who are like, you know what, I want I want a certain time at this, I want to achieve a certain thing, and for some people, it's it's almost the the distance is the achievement, and it's and it's a day out, isn't it? It's it's the it's the experience of of getting through the ultra that's important to them. How did you find it? Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect, and I think kind of naively I was just thinking right if it went really slowly on a marathon not really slowly but for, for the pace I would want to run at if, if I can go round in say four and a half five hours I, I could I could do that twice because it's just the same pace so I thought in my head I'd run between nine and ten hours for it but then when I got there and it was a race and there's people there and I got a bit giddy and I, I went through the first marathon in about 420 odd or something like that which I probably was in it's trails as well so I, it was probably an hour faster than I should have done it and then I, got to, <laughs> I got to about 30 miles and I was like I've got to run another 24 miles and I'm gone I'm absolutely gone and I think I got passed by about 200 people I was in about the top 50 position or something and then I went I just walked for 22 miles and it was the hardest thing I've done in a long time just to it, more just kind of the mental challenge of knowing you've got another seven hours of wandering to do yes so, yeah um, yeah I got around it I should have thought more about it I should have took more information on but I kind of wanted that extreme learning curve of finding out how I fared in something I wasn't kind of overly versed or or, or clued up on so no I, I did enjoy it now looking back but during it it was a it was a painful experience yeah, and understand so, but you are part of that elite group now of, uh, of ultramarathoners. Now, um, it is really interesting what you said uh, just a couple of minutes ago about how, understandable though, of course, that how running, your running journey, I guess, takes a back seat when you are so heavily involved in a running events company. So let's let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about run through then, man. So how did that come about? So I, in about 2013, I just moved down to London and I'd been working in a variety of different jobs and I, I like like freelance jobs. And I then had my own business, which was like a marketing kind of web design company. And my friend from university, Ben Green, who we raced each other as kids, he ran 147 for 800 metres, so really quick. His dad, similar to my dad, into athletics. Him and his dad actually broke the world record for the fastest father-son marathon um, t- time combined. Oh, so wow. he's He's a massive running fan as well. His family is. So we met up for a beer and had a chat about maybe doing a business together or doing something together. We didn't know what it was. And we ended up coming up with, let's do a running event because we both understand those. We both worked at them. We both ran them. We, we understand that. At that point in time, the running industry wasn't as mature as it is now. And there wasn't that many options around to do these kind of races. So we went to Bushy Park. We got an event at Bushy Park, had 300 people. And when we kind of finished it, we realized that like, okay, that was different to what we expected. Let's do another one and see how we feel. And then in that first year, we did, I think it was eight or eight or nine events at different places like Clapham Common, Wimbledon Common. And we realised that the people that came back to these events, they weren't different people each time. Some of them were the same people that would come to three or four of our events in one year. And we were like, there's something else going on here. There's something else that's happening. And we realised very quickly that it was a community of people that wanted to meet up, a community of people that wanted to to run together, that had a like-minded mindset. And I worked in the nightlife industry, so I do know that people go to the same places on a repeated basis because they know those people when they get there. 
And we found that with running events as well. So in our head, we were kind of creating a, a, a pub for, for running in our minds. People would turn up and would have a chat and do something healthy and positive together. Even though they're running different paces, some people might run 30 minutes for a 10K. They might have a friend that runs an hour and 30. And it doesn't make a difference because you're, you're both human beings. You're both turned up at the same place and you're both having a go at something to try and push your body. And when we realized that, we were like, this is this is actually magical. And then obviously taking inspiration from like the the, the big city marathons that are out there. And they're kind of having tens of thousands of people come to these races. We're like, maybe we can do some races where we close the roads as well and, and try that out and learn that process. And from the, from the year 2013 to the eight, to 2016, me and myself kind of worked together like hand in hand and we were mates as well. And we just had all the equipment in our flats. We were driving our cars with bananas and, and water bottles <laughs> hanging out the back of it. And it was a real raw experience for the first three years until we got enough funds together to be able to like employ our first person. And then when we did that, it really it, it kind of um, rolled from there because we had someone else helping us with the admin of things behind the scenes, like replying to people's emails and that sort of stuff. So then we, we did a running club. We did, and then we, within like a year, we had two more people. We advanced to the Northwest where we're both originally from. And because so we were based in London at this point in time, mainly. And, and then kind of now flash forward a lot of years, we've got like 20 full-time staff. We've got hubs in the Northwest and in London. We've got 200 events booked in for the next 12 month period like 140 50,000 people come to the events across across the year uh, or some of the major tourist attractions in the UK and like it's, it's a different beast to what it was at the start but it started with like a love absolute love and a deep deep knowledge of running yeah amazing and we'll get to the amazing place that it is at now but I want to just focus in on those let's call them those lean years those first three years or so if that's okay with you can just talk me through some of the some of the highs of those first couple of years some of some of the challenges as well I mean you've already mentioned having to store stuff in 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 flats and you know not having those kind of spaces but what was the what was it like start in those startup years it was like we're obviously both working now we're normal Mm. jobs as well ben worked for, Uni- for unilever in a really like well-paid job in a really corporate environment and he was doing that and finishing work at six seven o'clock going home and we'd spend seven o'clock until midnight working on what we need to work on for the events in the weekend ben would handle the venue side of things i would handle the customer communications and the marketing and that sort of stuff so we both had different roles we split those out and that was essential at the time but it was enjoyable. Like mm. we loved it. We were building something together. It was going well. We cared a lot about it. And there's so many experiences that I can remember clearly. And like just even incidents of like when it's just the two of you and only you two knew the details behind the scenes to have an event. And for example, like driving bottles of water from one point of course on the course to another point in the course. And him on the lead bike waving at me. I'm driving down the down the road with about 400 bottles in the back of a Peugeot 206. And it, <laughs> It was like those moments you just look back on, you go, wow, we we really put everything into this. Like we, I used to finish an event and we were gone. Like, I could sleep instantly after we finished. But at that point in time, we having to pack everything away, drive to a storage unit, empty everything out, take the hire van back and didn't have our own vans and everything like that. So the amount of work that went into one day was was amazing. Like, the amount of work we had to do for that one day. But now we've got a lot of systems in place, which make it a lot easier. But that just comes with time and building the resources to be able to do those things. But uh, during those moments in the other days, it, it was real just kind of elbow grease to make sure it went to the best it possibly could. 
Yeah, and it's absolute graft that that now shows and the fruits of your labour. But um, was there anything talking then moving forward out of those first th- those first few years and and you're talking about you know the you being able to employ staff and um and, and you know the 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 number of events growing and all that kind of stuff. Was there any kind of moment in your head that that you've got as like this is when okay this is big now this is where this has changed this isn't just us grafting as a side hustle while we're still working jobs this is this is this is the real deal now was there like a moment that really triggered for you that yeah I suppose the day we we found out we got the Hampton Court Palace half marathon and mm. and obviously put a lot of work into getting that event in the first place but until someone says there's the contract let's let's go it's it's not really real and when we had that we we're like this is a serious thing like we we knew exactly what we were doing we were probably one of the most experienced organizers in the country at that point in time but that these venues only normally go to these to the bigger companies and we, we worked so hard to get that and when we got it we were like right this is serious and from that point in time our mindset changed and i kind of wound down my business my business partner moved on to something else and ben left his corporate job and we both said right we're going full-time this is what we're committing to for the next 10 years and let's see where it takes us and that that moment when we got that event that event and getting there in the day and seeing like four four thousand three four thousand people no. just kind of walking around spectators people racing and being at a royal palace and it was just amazing the feeling we had of pride of doing it but Ben was better than me at taking those moments in and saying, Matt, just take a minute and have a look around what we've created. But when I'm doing it, I'm just kind of head down. That needs doing, this needs doing, this person needs to go over there, this needs that. And I'm just really, really head down with the work I'm doing in the moment. So I did have him to thank for some of those moments where he took, made me take a step back. But when, you, when you're doing it in the moment, you don't think of those things. You just want to make sure it goes the best it possibly can for everyone that's paid to enter. Yeah, of course. And it's quite interesting what you just said then. And it was a question that I really wanted to ask, because obviously you talked before a little bit about when it was just the two of you and you were starting up and you were probably doing every job between you. What does a race day look like for you now then? So, you know, you've got a lot of staff, but the events are bigger. Obviously, I'd imagine it's more of a coordination role, but you're still grafting. What's a day in what's a race day in the life for, for you? For, for me, like, so the aim at this point in time is for me to be not required on the certain tasks on the event days. So mm-hmm. I would hopefully at this point in time have someone who'd be able to take on responsibilities. And it's taking more people than just me. It's rather than me, it's three people. And rather yeah. than Ben, it's another three people. And and that's what's happening. And these people are doing is their full time job. They're an operations executive. They're a operations manager. They're a uh, event village manager. This is their full time career. Like this is what they're doing. So for me to interfere in that element would be a bit micromanaging. And I try my best not to do it. But I, I'm pretty bad at it. I do kind of you know get stuck in when I'm, I'm there on an event day. I can't fail to run around and do things. But my one of my things that I liked the most about events when I, it was going well was like wandering around the route, just clapping and cheering people. And it sounds really basic, but like I actually do genuinely like walking back through a race and seeing different people's emotions as they're going through the race because they're so varied. Like some people are just absolutely cruising. Some people are really battling. Some people just want to see a smiley face and have a little like, chat for a second. And like that's my most enjoyable part about an event when I go to one. If I can do that and things are going well. And that's a really good feeling. But obviously, if staff members not there, then I'm put into the role that I'm required on on the day, which could be from anything from lead biking to setting up a route to looking after the event village to starting the race to being the MC to to, to any any number of things that happens in, a, in an event like this. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and quite quite fun, I guess, to keep it varied and keep your hand in. But, yeah, definitely about trying to withdraw and let the people that you're paying to do their jobs do their jobs. Um, I can imagine that's quite tough. Uh, I want to move on to something next, if it's OK with you, that has been a hot topic, the hottest of topics um, over the last couple of years. And as a race company, you will have seen the pinch more than most. And I want to talk about COVID, which I know is a dirty word. Now, from my experience of following you guys on social media, being aware of your events, you have been brave during the pandemic in terms of getting yourselves back out there testing things in a safe way being i guess i guess market leaders in terms of trying to get the running world back to normal can you just talk me a little bit about how the last kind of 18 months has impacted you guys as a company and and what's led you to kind of make the decisions for the for the operating model that you've made yeah, so it's a different one for us in a way. We don't just see ourselves as just like a race organizer in a sense that mm. we have one race in one location or two or three races. We have like a UK-wide community of people who enjoy running and they come to our races as well. So mm -hmm. during the pandemic when it hit, we thought, how do we keep these people who are like us, like locked in, and only thing they can do is go for a run from home, keep them entertained, keep them busy, keep them engaged, keep them like even just... We have a lot of people that come to our events that come for not just the social reasons, but for their own personal mental health reasons. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind each individual's mind. And we know that we help people like that that come to the events. So to just disappear out of their lives would be a horrible thing to do. So we double down on the fact that we're going to keep on making sure that we're keeping everything that we normally have going in terms of our commu our communications, our community, our and we turned to like our Facebook group was more prominent because people were going for runs and we were kind of sharing that side of things. But we did virtual events. And as soon as we were allowed to do events again, we did it. We we're the first people in the UK to do events mm. back in August last year. And again, after the pandemic in, in April this year as well, we we're the first people back to do things. So we have been really kind of forthright in doing that, but doing it in the right way. We had mm. all the same precautions in place, which obviously cost money and they obviously are expensive to, to put in place and obviously the limited numbers of people and some venues are now having has a negative effect on things and I'll be honest it is the toughest period we've ever been through by an absolute stretch because we've got more events and we've got commitments with these venues we've got commitments with the people who are paid to enter these events to put these events on so we're, we're not going to hide away and just say we're not going to do these events and, and walk away from it we want to make sure we fulfill our commitments to people fulfill our commitments to the venues to our, our our partners everything so the best way to do that is to just do what you said you're going to do and put the events on and, and we've been really bullish on that and it's, it's it's been like a challenging time and but ben and i have been really financially savvy over the first few years of stuff we've kept money aside for this kind of scenario and obviously government things like furlough and the loans and all that stuff you can take those things on to help the business stay alive and that's what a lot of businesses have done to do this during this period obviously it's live events and um, it's the same for anything anyone work working in bars restaurants that kind of thing it's difficult for them as well so we're not the only ones affected by it and and that's kind of makes it feel a little bit better but it is very tough right now and people aren't necessarily overly confident in coming back to races we're finding that capacities are nowhere near back to normal again but like hopefully over a period of months and and then with Parkrun coming back and London Marathon in October and things like that, people have more kind of confidence in the industry. But we've currently been the only ones really going out of way to make sure that confidence is still there. And it's been a lonely path, but I think hopefully in the long run for everybody it will work out. 
No, but fair, fair play to you guys for, for walking down it because, yeah, they, everyone I've talked to, and it's, it was always, in between the lockdowns, it was always a run-through event. I'm doing a run-through event, whether it was up north or down south, and, um, and nothing but sort of positive um, uh, uh, experiences from the people who did it. But it's a really astute point that you make about um, uh, people's confidence, perhaps, um, uh, not being back there, and understandably so, I guess, after we've been told to stay inside for a year and a half. Um uh, so for you then, I, I guess on the back of that point, from a run-through perspective, you do have to be somewhat cautious in terms of the, the the tentative steps that we take forward whilst that confidence is perhaps at 100%. But uh, aspirationally speaking, what's what's next for you guys as a company? Yeah, you're, you're right. We have to be cautious, but in the same sense, this also is the time to be kind of looking forward and, and pushing looking at opportunities that might not have been there before the pandemic and we've taken on some new venues this year like like you mentioned before our call started that the Alton Towers events and we're doing a mm-hmm. 5k and a 10k on a Saturday and a half marathon on a Sunday and we've booked out Alton Towers like it's literally hours for the for two days and mm-hmm. people can come and there's no no one else allowed in there that's not a runner or someone who's entered on the runaltontowers.com website so it's it's kind of a really unique thing to do and then not only that, we're taking on more events where, for example, the Altrincham 10K um, in, in Altrincham near Manchester. And that's a roll close race happening in September. Solly Hill, we've got one next month, run Solly Hill in Birmingham. That's another roll close race. Warrington Running Festival, that's the end of September, another roll close race. So these races are all brand new and we're taking them on during the pandemic times. So it, it's it's nerve wracking because I, I know the expenses that are involved in these events and, and making sure they happen to the, the standard that we want to keep on delivering, especially when you get to the road closed side of things. You have to there's a lot more things to think about than just what you would normally have in a park situation. So it is nerve wracking. But moving forward to the future, we want to do more of that. We want to have the same community and the same amount of events that we have in the London region and the Manchester region, in the areas like Birmingham, the North East, Yorkshire, Wales, like these places we want to push into. And we've started doing little things at our first event in Wales a few weeks ago in Chepstow. We did our first event in Gateshead in the North East. So we're trying to go into these different areas. And these are all new events during this time. So we're confident in ourselves that we can put these events on. We're confident in our team and what they care about. We're just confident that running events will come back to, to a, hopefully a level, a similar level to what it was in 2019. And if it does that, then run through is going to be okay. And not only that, the whole running industry will be okay and people will have opportunities to do different races in different areas, uh, not only with us, but with other fantastic organisers out there. Yeah. And, and it's obviously, it's not just the, about the running events for you guys as well, is it? You talked a lot about the community. There's also um, uh, run through kit as well, the, the, the clothing range. So the, you've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on and, and almost a diversified portfolio, shall we call it, that could only kind of lead to more exciting uh, developments as, as time goes by and as the world gets back to normal. Um, how about for you then, man? Uh, I, I know that a lot of uh, your answer is going to be the same because it's going to be tied up in run through. But from a personal perspective, running wise, um, have you got any kind of big goals, any big plans, anything that you want to tick off that bucket list? Yeah, just on the previous point you mentioned earlier, well, yeah, thanks for bringing it up as well. The run through kit and and that process, I've got to put that in there really. But mm. dur- during lockdown, obviously it was a tough time, and we planned this run through kit for years and. We all the stuff that we ordered, which is a, is a heavy amount of stuff, arrived during the lockdown period. So when it happened, we had stuff to kind of work on and stuff to develop. 
And not only that, we had our sport retreat. So we work with a, a coaching company called New Levels Coaching. My friend Lewis from Loughborough University, he runs it and it, he's a fantastic guy. And he, we did these sport retreats. So we did our first, we went to do our first one in Morzine in France. It's, we kind of go across there, it's like 10 to 20 people. And you do like running coaching out there and it's quite relaxed and nice hotel and all that kind of stuff. And they got cancelled in, in that year as well. So we pushed it forward to this year, got to cancel it again. So we did a, a one in Loughborough last weekend and it was that was really cool. Everyone came across there. It was like a more of a performance-based one. So, yeah, I've got lots of different things going on as well at the same time as as the running events, and that takes a lot of time up and mental energy up. But, yeah, that's also where we want to go in the future as well. But, yeah, back to my your question. Me personally, that ultramarathon was one that I kind of secretly was sneakily not telling anyone about but wanting to do. And I did that, and I'm happy with that. And I don't want to say things out loud because sometimes I know things go wrong, you get an injury and stuff, but you probably know what it's like. If you say it out loud, you've got to kind of more like to commit to it. But yeah, yeah. I do secretly want to have a go at, like, this is maybe like a two or three year project, like an like Ironman or something like that. Yeah. I just think that's the only thing that I haven't really done. Uh, and my fir- first step would be like a standard distance triathlon because I've tried a sprint distance one and that went really well. I enjoyed it. So yeah, I've, I've joined a uh, gym with a swimming pool. So I've, I've been like, Three times, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm like the aim is to do more of it, even though I hate swimming. Uh, and and the running side of things as well. I was doing 50 miles a week for almost a year, and I was militant with it. 10 10 mile runs five times a week, like no deviation. And when I put my mind to something, I'm weirdly obsessive with it. So I, I, it took the ultra marathon for me not to walk for that two week period, that to stop me to get me out of the habit of it. Yeah. But, during that period, I've been doing every morning doing this stretch thing, and I've mentioned it on a few times on my Instagram. And I started it during the lockdown and I knew I needed to do something to keep my body and my, my muscles like kind of not to get injured, basically. And I'd done it every single morning for 25 minutes for like 430 some days, maybe even more than that at this point in time. This app, this app tracks it for you. So I've got like a streak mm-hmm. going. So I'm addicted to the streak on this app. And <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> I can't seem to get out of it. I'm just I'm, I don't want to, though, because I know when I don't do it once, I'll just stop doing it. Yeah. so i just kind of i'm an all or nothing kind of guy so yeah no big plans and yeah and, and great advice as well i know everybody says it don't they you know you should stretch but no one does it i ran this morning i barely stretched and it's like i know full well i should be doing it but yeah sound I, advice I, I didn't do it for years my and that's why i was always injured and i'm i'm telling you it is the thing that made me do that 50 miles a week for a year like there's not a doubt i couldn't run two or three days in a row like four or five miles without getting a swollen up knee because of my knee operations and stuff until mm. i started doing the stretching this has single-handedly transformed everything and i'm not like a massive stretching or a yoga or anything like that I'm, I'm not that kind of person i'm just a really practical kind of person and it's really helped me and it's nice to get up in the morning and know something that you're going to do every morning that's positive and a stretch is a really positive thing to do it might seem a bit airy fairy and a bit kind of like just go for a run mate <laughs> it's fine yeah. it'll work itself out and it does but this really kind of frames my day so well no it's good really really good advice man so listen uh, we've been chatting for half an hour and it doesn't feel like it but let's wrap things up if people want to find you you're on instagram at matt woody wood yes uh of course just as importantly uh at run through uk on instagram and at run through kit for the uh, uh for, for the clothing uh you've also got the website so it's runthrough.co.uk that's right isn't it yes that's correct and then runthroughkit.com that's the one yeah thank you good man uh is there anything else that we've not covered Any, anything you wanted to shout out mention anything about things you guys have got plug uh, coming up that you want to plug you want to you, you want to talk about uh, before i let you get back to your busy day 
No, no, it's fine. It's been great to chat to you and uh, keep up the great work you're doing. You're obviously building a great community and it's, it's really nice to see. I've been following you for, for a while now and good luck to you and whatever you're doing and good luck at Aintree on Sunday as well and all the events coming up and I hope to see some of you guys at uh, the Alton Towers event like you mentioned and hopefully uh, see, see a few familiar faces. But yeah, thanks for asking me to be on. It's been great and good luck with everything you're doing. No, you're more than welcome, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, I think Aintree will have happened by the time this goes out, but... <laughs> Uh, we'll be waxing lyrical about this all the time. Uh, Alton Towers, uh, half marathon, 10k, 5k, whatever you want to do in November. We're going out. There's about 15 of us already. Uh, come join the Fartlek family. Hopefully we'll see Matt down there. We'll see the rest of the run-through gang and we'll go on some rides as well. So yeah, I will let you get back to your day, sir. Thank you so much for your time and uh, hopefully see you soon. No, thank you. Thank you very much. And that Matthew Taylor was Mr. Matt Wood. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Another good one. He was an actual decent bloody runner and all, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think normally you've got to be pretty passionate about running to start a running events and clothing company. Well, we're, we're pretty passionate about this podcast. We don't do much running. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, this isn't this isn't really a running podcast, though, is it? Let's be honest. Um, uh, so, yeah, and we talked loads about the run through events. There's loads of exciting ones coming up. It was run through, yeah. of course. I did my MC in that, which was awesome. Um, and uh, not, it was awesome. It was awesome to do it. I'm not saying I was awesome. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> how amazing was I? Um, uh, but probably worth just calling out Alton Towers in November. Yes. yes. That is a run through event that we're all, uh, all be attending. It's going to be a good event. I think uh, anybody not on it, I reckon you ought to uh, give it a go and uh, come and meet us and try one of the run through events that Matt Wood was talking about. So, yeah, definitely a good idea. Yeah. Absolutely. If you plan on just coming down for one day, it's the half marathon on the Sunday that the majority of us are signed up to. We've all booked ourselves into a travel lodge or a premier inn or something nearby. We're going to go on. We're going to do some running. We're going to play on some rides and we're going to have some beers. It's going to be an awfully good WTF on tour. WTF (laughs) on tour. Yes, I love it. Fart like world tour, except we're just going to. Where is it? Stoke. Yeah, Stafford. <laughs> Stafford, isn't it? So, uh... Stafford, yeah, that's it. It's like an hour and a half away. Uh, we're we're aiming small. Um, okay, so that was Matt. Uh, brilliant, really enjoyed it. Do check out runthrough.co.uk and uh, uh, the Runthrough kits on Instagram as well. Check them out. Have a look at what uh, events they've got coming up. Check out their clothing. Uh, yeah, awesome. Really good. Uh, we've got something else to get onto, though, Matthew Taylor. Oh, go on then, let's do it. Let's see if we've clawed some miles back. It's the summer show down in Crap, professional. Well done, well done. Thanks, mate. I did it for you because you're out. You're, you're like in public in Doncaster, aren't you? And, <laughs> yes. uh, I didn't want to embarrass you to have to start singing Summer Showdown in front of people. How are you feeling, man? Do you think you might have clawed something back this week? Yeah, I mean, I've put a shift in this week. So uh, I've seen a fair few of my guys on the... Uh, on the um, well, the challenge this week, so uh, yeah. hopefully we we might have won it this week. Like fingers crossed. Yeah, I have your, faith. Your own personal miles are in double figures this week, which is um, I know, which is a start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, although you can't record them because you're broken. Uh, watch. Um, good. And did you enjoy running Friends Week? I did. Yes. Yeah. Getting out there and uh, putting myself out there, talking to Robeds and Jackasses. And Matt Bags all, yeah, good, good, good fun. Really enjoyed it. How about you, man? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Well, I didn't do a lot of the virtual ones, to be honest, because it just so happens that I'm on holiday. So I was out on Wednesday doing a run. I saw Rach Mack, I saw Lucy, I saw Dan. 
Um, and then Mr. Andy Bradley, of course, on Saturday at Parkrun. Uh, I saw Claire from Team Rob as well. Um, yeah, it was just, it was great. And then obviously on Saturday night, I mean, I didn't run with them, but Neil Marshall went to his birthday party with Joe and Paul and Sammy. So, yeah, it was it was nice. It was actually a bit more of an in. I did some virtuals, but it was nice to see some people in person, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to run with people in person, apart from our, our Ben. Uh, our, be- our Ben. Our Spe- ben. Yeah. Speaking of our Ben, so normally this is the bit where we'd get Jack on, wouldn't we? Um, yeah. However, he's in the wilderness with some children. <laughs> <laughs> I started saying it and realised... <laughs> <laughs> he's a scout leader he's a scout leader he's not a nonce just put <laughs> let's, let's put that <laughs> let's put that one to bed straight away yeah. not oh, a child molester he's a scout he's a leader, child leader. Um, oh uh, Jesus yes. so Jack is in the woods with some kids above board um, <laughs> so uh so he's not here to talk uh to be to represent the jackasses so we thought they need representation and you know what i've heard matt I'll tell you what i've heard that, that, that to be fair this guy is actually the real leader the real captain I don't want to cause any sort of mutiny or conflict in team jack um but i've heard that jack is just the puppet and this is the individual <laughs> whose hand goes up his ass and works him like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, I've I've heard that as well. Along with, on the grapevine, yeah, it's what's what's doing the rounds, definitely. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. But he's certainly uh, he's certainly the best looking uh, out of the two of them. Um, so yes, we've got our very own good friend, uh, series three, episode twelve guest as well, representing the jackasses, Mr. Ben Stittle. Benjamin, how are we doing? Whoop, whoop. Yep, I'm all good, thank you. How's your week been? You 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 nailed running friends week, didn't you, man? You were saying before. Yeah. We reckon you were the most interactions of anybody in any of the three teams. Easiest week of all the challenges, that one for me. It's all just a normal week. I, I was gonna say, did you do anything out of the ordinary or did you just go <laughs> on your normal runs with people? <laughs> no, no. I just ran with a lot of people, had a lot of phone calls and had a lot of fun. Good, 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 good. Uh, your week been good otherwise, man. Plenty of miles, feeling strong. You did Huddersfield yeah. Park Run this weekend, didn't you? I did Huddersfield Park Run. Great park run. Um, mm-hmm. Really nice park, really good course. Still suffering a bit from my COVID that I had about two, three weeks ago. I just can't seem to open the lungs up at speed. They just seem to, I can't get my breath in. But yeah, I went, I met Adjo. Adjo came along. Josephine. Josephine, she came and she ran. She did really well. Um, I suppose I should give a shout out to my girlfriend as well, Emma. She uh, smashed her park run PB on Saturday as well. So she was chuffed to bits. Um, yeah, it was a good day. Good day on Saturday. So enjoyed Amazing. it. Always enjoyed park run. I'm so happy park runs back. It's great, isn't it? It's great. I uh, I did see on your Instagram though, mate. The, yeah, the other you posted about it, and you were like struggling, just can't open my lungs up, can't just can't get into that top gear, just really frustrated. Wow. And I and I looked at your time, and I was like, yeah, run run a minute quicker than me, going flat out, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a comparison game, Robert. Yeah, it's a run, not a race. Uh, brilliant, a race. awesome. So uh, let, let talk to me just for a quick second about how how's the jackass camp doing because you guys are walking away with it at the minute is there is there a lot of confidence in the uh in the team oh, we are just striding ahead there's uh 
I mean, what a bunch, what a bunch. Everybody chips in, everybody puts the miles in, everybody clubbing together. You you only have to spend about an hour off of uh, WhatsApp. You come back and you've got like 100 messages in the group of everybody, everybody posting about their runs and what they're going to do for the challenge for the week and how many miles they think they're going to get. And everybody's really supportive. And uh, I mean, it just shows with the miles, really, doesn't it? I think we're... Uh, we're miles ahead at the minute, literally. Literally and figuratively speaking, yeah, they are, I think Keen's the word. They're Robbie Keen. They're proud, uh, aren't they? Yeah, they're proud as well, yeah, apparently. Keen, Keen, Keen of the Stone Age. We're, we're, we're by far the best team at the minute. Oh, fighting no, words. Well, I think of no, Jack on. I love everybody, uh, but... Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I was hoping I was hoping Ben might be a little more humble than this, but he's just, <laughs> he's just like he's just like that little idiot, is. isn't he? Well... <laughs> It's you, Rob. You bring out the competitiveness in me. Yeah, you've just got one of those faces I want to beat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, right, well, I think we've got to find out how we got on this week then, lads. What do you reckon? Oh, this is a, this is a memorable moment for me. This I get to actually talk to Statman John. You certainly do, sir. Yeah. SMJ, are you on the line? I'm going to have to think that in public. Did did you just interrupt LO Lads? I think he oh, did. Oh dear. I'm so, sorry, Statman John. He's he's only he's clinging to the inner circle, isn't he, Statman John? By a thread, my friend, by a thread. How are you, sir? You're right. I'm a little bit embarrassed. I am not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Why are you a little bit embarrassed, Statman John? Something's happened. Every Tuesday for the last week. <laughs> yep. I uh I've been playing I've been playing Kiss Chase with this badger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Every Tuesday for the last week, yeah? Yep, and <laughs> I've uh, I've just realised he's been dead for ten years. <laughs> Was 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 the there must have been a significant level of decomposition going on, Statman John? Oh, I just thought he stayed there because he liked the kisses. But (laughs) (laughs) did he not smell a bit funny? I have no sense of smell. I have no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brilliant. So snogging a dead badger. (laughs) Anything else happened this week, sir? Uh, no, not much really. Just been designing some welly boots for Jack the Crow. That's about it. Right, okay. <laughs> Bit of rainfall, <laughs> were you, mate? Where you are, yeah? Yeah, doesn't like his uh, little feet to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, Statman John. Yes. Jack's not here, but but he's got a replacement. It's Mr. Ben Still. Oh, fantastic. Ben, someone I've watched previously. <laughs> thank you, thank you. This is an oh. honour for me, Statman John. Well, you are welcome. I understand you're a fellow Jigsaw fan. Oh, give me a Jigsaw any day. I will. A life size of myself. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, just brilliant, Statman John. So, let's get into it, shall we? Let's just rock straight into it. Um, the most important thing today, of course, is we need to find out if you... Have uh, have had any exciting dreams, Mark? Can you hit us with the theme music? No. Um. Why not? <laughs> oh. Why not? Oh. 
Come on. I don't, I don't want to. You why know what? What do you mean, I know why? <laughs> right? You know why I don't want to do the theme music this week. Oh, the come amount- on. Don't be so sensitive. It was just a bit of banter. The amount of inboxes I got of people saying, take it piss out of our, our dreams. Yeah, but Matt, it is what? funny the way you say dreams. I don't I don't see it like you've been saying. I d- you d- dreams! <laughs> I do not. You know, I'll, I'll do it just to prove that I don't say it like that. You ready? Go on then. Yep. Dreams can come. Oh, oh, oh I do say it like that. <laughs> you do say. You do. You say exactly like that. Dreams. Dreams. It's nasal. <laughs> Dream. I can't do it any other way. How do you do it? <laughs> I'm sat here in the middle of Doncaster while my lads are swimming. <laughs> yeah, saying dreams over and over again. Go on, just, just, just get it out of the way. Right. Get it out of the way. Dreams can come. I can't do it now. He's doing my head in. Dreams can come true. You've out of it now. <laughs> that man John's been leaning about. That man John? Yes. Have you had a dream? Oh, I have, my lad. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for it, boys? Born ready. Oh. Ready. So, it starts, uh, I was sweaty. I was breathing hard and fast. <laughs> I was straddling something between my legs. <laughs> it was a woodlouse. <laughs> I was whipping him to go faster. <laughs> and we were in a race. The crowds were cheering my name. I look around to make sure I'm in the lead, but no. There are lock eyes with at Westy UK. <laughs> He's straddling his woodlouse. I am mine. <laughs> we embrace hands and we cross the finish line together. It was emotional. Oh, beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm sure he'll be very happy about that. Well, the next thing, there I am playing chess with Trevor McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make the winning move and it started raining. Yeah. So we took off our clothes and we danced in the skins. <laughs> I look up to thank that rain cloud, but no, it was at Kyla 88C <laughs> winking at me. <laughs> yeah, good. Finally, I think, come on, I've got to wake up, but no. It was warm, and I realised I was a Victoria sponge baked by Mary Berry. <laughs> I was moist and fluffy. <laughs> Paul Hollywood came in closer to take a bite. I could smell his warm breath. <laughs> and as he got closer, instead of a tongue, there was laying at Emma JJ85. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant uh, ben is emma i assume emma is go emma of course is your lovely lady friend um, is she going to be happy to have been featured in statman john's dream do you believe well, well I, I, looking at her now i can confirm she is <laughs> <laughs> excellent stuff statman john uh as always um these dreams are getting a bit worrying aren't they uh have you been eating any strange fungi before bed no, I am actually not eating anything but air at the minute. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
To, to be fair, the fact that you have been licking a decomposing badger probably doesn't help the hallucinations. <laughs> yes, true, true. Uh, right, wonderful. So that was great. Um, let's get on to the serious business, shall we? Running Friends Week last week, Statman John? Yes, and what a week uh, it was, may I say. It was a good week, wasn't it, sir? So there were um, there were some um, bonus miles up for grabs. Yep. Uh, up to 15 if you ran with a Rob Head, a Jackass or a Matt Bag uh, in that combination. Um, do you have a summary of kind of how many bonus miles or do you just have the overall miles this week, sir? I, in fact, have both for you. Lovely. So I will tell you how Ooh. much each of you got, if you like. I would love that, yeah. Here we are. Find an animal, lads, and stroke it. So, <laughs> Rob, your yeah. team claimed 325 bonus marks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Matthew, your yes. team claimed 330. Oh, Matthew. That's good, isn't it? It is. It is. And Ooh. then, Ben, your team claimed 335. Oh my gosh! How close is that? Jackasses. That is really close. Ten miles in it between the three teams, eh? Yeah. Just shows everybody's uh, putting themselves out there, weren't they? Mm, Yeah, loved it. It was a great week. It's always my favourite week running Friends Week. Love seeing, especially. You know what I loved, and and credit where it's due. Like Rob Eds, Matt Bags. We did this last time. So there were people, not that it's a bad thing, it's great that people reconnecting, talking to each other, but they probably did have a bit of a foothold of people to talk to. But credit where it's due, Ben, your guys, there's a lot of people brand new to the podcast out there, brand new to the challenge this series, um, who really did just throw themselves into it and, you know, reached out on social media, chatted to people and just really got in the spirit of it. Definitely. Our, our team were on it last week. The figures show that, but yeah, our team is such a nice bunch to talk to anyway, so... The fact that they've reached yeah. out and connected with a whole bunch of your lot as well. It's uh, it's bringing everyone together a bit more and uh, growing Love the family. Love it, yeah. Fight like family uh, is what we do it for. Well, really, we do it because we want to beat each other, but it's kind of <laughs> what we do it for as well. So let's find out. Statman John, what were the total miles for last week per team, please, sir? Cool. Right. So, Rob, your team came in 1917.68. Okay, 1917. <clears throat> Matt, your team came in one eight two five. Yes. Oh, yes. Right, here's the big one now. Well done though, Matt. That that that's an increase, yeah. isn't it, on last week? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, John, give it to me. Ready. Oh, I like it. So <laughs> you came in at one nine nine oh point. Pulling away so again. again. Just just can't catch him, can we? Whoop, whoop. Just can't catch him. All right, so that's about another 80 miles swing. What's the overall scores then, SMJ? Overall, Rob, you are 8374.23. Yep. Matt, 7521.79. Yep. And then Ben, 870707. Cool. 400 miles, that man, John. Yeah, 333 between you and Ben's oh, team. That's a bit less than I thought. Yeah. Okay. It's good lead, good lead. We just eat. I think he's won. The, 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 I think the issue we've got, though, is that whilst they're not running away with it week on week, apart from week one, they've won every week, haven't they, Statman John? 
They have. You are correct. They're just not. You cannot be clawing back those miles. He's just. He's. They're, they're keeping us. They jabs out. They're just keeping us at distance, dancing. Uh, I think we're KO'd on floor though. Oh mate, mate, you you <laughs> were knocked out ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> we got a <the> ten count. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Plenty of time left, man. Plenty of time left. We'll keep we'll keep plugging. We'll keep plugging. Keep till on the end. going. Yeah. No. No. You're doing well. Um. Right. Statman John. That was amazing. Thank you, sir. Thank you, young man, and thank you, Ben and Matthew, as always. Um, we'll see you next week, sir. Is Lou about to give us some details for next week's contest? Yes, I'll go and get her, and I'm just about to paint Frida Kahlo, so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, lads. Nice, that man, John. Hello. Hey, up, Lou. You're Hello. right. Yeah, well, thank you. You. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Ben's on. Ben's on, you know, for Jack. Ooh, ben, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good. I am good. Thank you. Long um, time no speak. How's the baby? Yeah, good, actually. Very handsome, cute, giggling, lovely. Sweet. That's, that's, that's how we describe that's just, Matt. That's just me. <laughs> that's just me, isn't it? <laughs> You're about the same size, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Lou, do you know what's dead funny? What? The way Matt says dreams. Oh, piss off. <laughs> dreams. He says it like I would, nice and nasal. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so Statman John's let us know what's going on, Lou. Uh, jackasses have pulled out a little bit further in the lead. Not massively, but there's about 330 odd miles in it. So they're uh, they're doing well. And haven't they got double week this week? They uh, have, yeah, double. So they're probably going to jump quite ahead, I would say, next week or this week we're in. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to overcome it. They've um, I think they've done it at, a, at the right time. I reckon it's just they're trying to get us while kick us while we're down kind of thing, make the lead insurmountable. Yeah, but who knows? You've done your golden baton week quite clever, haven't you? So yeah, there's there's been some strategy to it. Yeah, Matt, what was the strategy for your golden baton week? You, did you wait till everyone was doing their ultras? <laughs> I was still trying to plug plug that uh, getting it from week one, but you're not like, well, <laughs> even if, even if we had it from week one, I think I don't think we'd be. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> um, so we're we're in the middle of um, goodbye Olympics week. Yes, um, and please can I just do a public apology for how wrong I got it on the podcast, then how wrong Troy got it. I think there's been chaos across. It, 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 it has it has been a chaotic week. Um, the uh, sock gate uh, <laughs> involving John Pickup has been particularly interesting today. Where it's Monday, we're recording. They are. Um, you, you see, here's the thing, right? My team, if left to their own devices, can get a little bit feral, right? <laughs> I went out. I I didn't do my Sunday long run today. Yesterday, I did it today because we were up in Newcastle seeing Neil Marsh, and I was a bit hungover, so I did me 16 miles today. And um, so I left my phone and then we went to my mother-in-law's, took the kids to the park. So I wasn't really monitoring or making sure they weren't being naughty on the group chat. And by the time I came back, Baby Shark Hannah had posted a poll questioning whether JP's socks were green enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been absolute anarchy. <laughs> Basically, anyone who's not done it yet, you've got today, tomorrow. If you listen to it Thursday, you've got till Sunday. Just wear what the flipping heck you want and say it's six colours, and we're probably not going to argue with you. You get thirty miles. 
Um, it's been bonkers, hasn't it? Uh, so that hopefully it's going to be over soon, Lou. That's the important thing. We can just we can write chalk it off as a bad idea and forget about it. We like the Olympics. Much. It's done. Um, hopefully we've got something a little bit more easy to follow next week. What what's next week, Lou? So this is an array of thirty different colours. No, it's not. I'm never going to do it again, please. Um, this is a favourite from when we've done it before. It is WTF Red Week. Oh yes, I love Red Week. Yeah, good one, good one, good one to get people out a little bit more in the sun. But it's not, yeah. it's not the most invasive of ones, is it? It is hard, but you can get out for a walk every day, can't you? Exactly. So run or walk minimum one mile every day and you will earn yourself 10 bonus miles. Ah, I like it. I like it. What do you reckon, Matt? Ben, will that do for next week? Easy peasy, yes. Easy, easy. Yeah. Brilliant. Do we have a um, hashtag, Lou, for when people post on the socials? Yes, hashtag WTF Red Week. And then I also <laughs> that was, have... That, that was creative. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have guessed you were going that direction with it. <laughs> I said that really monotone as well. Like normally I'm monotone, but that was ultra monotone. Um, I have one terms and condition. One terms and condition. One term and condition. Sure. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous to say it. Go so on. Jack is using his golden baton, yeah. but the double mile, uh, the bonus miles will not get doubled. That's what? Fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. No way. I'm getting sass. I'm getting confident. No, I'm not. I, no, no, I know. I know. We could we could have it could have them double, but then the week that I'm doing the golden baton week, we could have a challenge that earns me 50 bonus miles, so we can double them. So if we let you, them do it this week. I think I think you need more than 50 bonus miles, mate. I think <laughs> I, 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 I think if next week's if next week's challenge is don't bother running and get a thousand bonus miles <laughs> and you're allowed to double it you might be all right oh no 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 i've i've roped matt into running with me every friday now oh have yeah oh he'll at least get some in then won't he um and of course he runs he apparently runs 14 miles every sunday when he referees oh come on no, oh no my watch knackered up at 12 or 13.5 miles when i was half a mile from home I even got air dryer out trying to get these miles back off. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, no, so uh, no, I, 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 sorry, Ben. I, I know it probably it's because this week's thirty mile bonus week, isn't it? But you are already miles out in front. But I think that's a good rule we can all agree on, lads. Because who knows if, if you want to use your book? Because then otherwise you'd have to be waiting for your bonus week for when it was a big bonus mile week, wouldn't you? Correct. And and we've already missed a couple of big ones, haven't we? So it probably wouldn't be fair. So I reckon I reckon double the miles, but not the golden baton miles. Yeah. Fine. Thank you. I was nervous to say that. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, lovely. Okay, so golden baton is this week for those guys. Mm-hmm. I've got a horrible feeling that I might be using mine next week, but you know, because we record on different dates, I've completely lost my train of thought. Am I okay to confirm on the social medias? before the day before the week starts just in case is that okay yeah that's fine okay perfect it might be next week it might be the week after i can't quite remember nice well all that would happen now is i would put it on this bit of paper and then lose that bit of paper so it's okay fine thank you (laughs) uh matt are you using golden button next week no i think it's the first week in september we're using it okay all right that's cool um right then so louise yes thank you for your company as always thank you Uh, 
we will see you next week. And Mr. Ben Stittle, mm-hmm. thank yep. you so much for coming on, sir. Be- better than Jack, Lou, Matt, better than Jack? Yeah, definitely. That oh, sense they're good oh. in their own ways. Let's poor Jack. No, don't poor Jack. Do you know? Do you know that Jack? Well, you know when I did my uh, my ask me anything thing when we were driving uh, at this weekend. Um, do you know that Jack sent me messages from his dog's account, um, t- getting me to trying to get me to plug how cool Jack Penfold is. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But no, thank you, Ben. Uh, ben, uh, Lou, if people want to give you a follow, where can they get you? At sweat underscore much, please. And if anybody isn't following Ben, Ben, you are. Do I, do I have to say it wrong, like Jack? Or yes, or I... yes, please. Uh, mess it up and do it in a posh Jack voice too. That'd be nice. No, I can't do a I can't do Southern. No chance. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Penfold. <laughs> I'm Jack Penfold. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That's exactly what he sounds like. Poor uh, lad. So the correct one is at Sheffield underscore Strider. Um, what does he normally do? Just put double underscore for the wrong one. Oh, yeah. He, he just panics and calls himself Schmack Splenfold. Yeah. Uh, very good. No, thank you, Ben. Really appreciate it. We'll have you on again, I reckon. And Lou, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's not getting any better, is it? I mean, you're still you're still on his heels, but I'm. Uh, we're 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 really struggling, aren't we? I don't know what we're going to do to try and catch up with them, but uh, we'll keep plugging all it, keep plugging at it, and uh, and see where we are at the end. Mate, big thing for me, big thing for me is I don't want Matt Bags to get disheartened. Because no, no, we're not, we're not going to get disheartened, mate. We're, a, we're a team. We're, a, we're a strong. We're all look after each other. Yeah, we're not, we won't get disheartened. We're no, all, all for one and one for all. I, I, I think you guys need to look at the trend. The trend has not been. The trend is your friend. You guys are improving week on week, and the gap between the teams is less than it was in previous weeks. There were a couple of weeks where you were quite far off the pace, and that's led to the gap in the miles but we know yeah. that that's because of the guys running the ultras recovering from the ultras and all that kind of stuff a few yeah. injuries but now it is tight Be- i think it was because you guys had the one the eight at the start of your number and we were in the nines it feels like oh god again but there wasn't a big gap in, in those numbers no not all uh, i think about 100 or so in it so uh, yeah exactly so it's, it's not not much it's just the, the previous weeks that we've we got uh, we got mullered a bit so uh yeah, yeah, it's uh, just no, a bit definitely. of a kick in the teeth, but we'll, we'll keep plugging away, we'll keep battling. No, you guys you guys are doing great, really, really great. And well done to the Jackasses, well done to Team Jack, yep. you're absolutely bringing it. Um, absolutely, Keen Latifa. Um, and well done to Rob Eds, of course, just uh, keeping it, keeping them honest and keeping them moving yes. forward. Let's see how we get on with the uh, the old double mile week. Um, but yeah, loving Summer Showdown, more importantly, running Friends Week was grand, wasn't it? Seeing all those interactions. Do you know how many, Matt? How many? How many interactions are there? Get on this. This 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 will give you a warm fuzzy feeling, and it should give you all warm fuzzy feelings. I'm going to do my serious voice now. You know when I flip out of talking about my bum hole, to then going straight <laughs> into saying something. Hopefully that's going to inspire you. Um, 275 interactions during Running Friends Week. Oh wow! Wow, that is that is awesome. What? Yeah. Sheesh. 275. Amazing. Um, just shows that the uh, running community is a good one and what we're trying to create and, and bring, it's, it's definitely working. I do enjoy you know, the uh, Running Friends Week. And, and you know what I loved as well? Um, people digging in to make sure that other people could get the bonus miles. There's so many people who didn't stop at three. 
You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. They could have they could have quite easily got a Rob Ed, got a Matt Bag, got a Jackass, and just gone, no, I'm done. You can get your miles somewhere else, but no, there were people doing seven, eight, nine, ten, bended fourteen interactions that week. Yeah. Um, but amazing, two hundred and seventy-five interactions from our amazing running community. Do you know? Do you know who else is amazing? One then. All of these guys. Hit me with a roll call, Matt. <laughs> All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? You didn't do the full one, did you? Because you're outside and you're embarrassed. It was kind of the full one. It was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I've I've got a couple for you. A couple of park run shout outs I want to give. Ben kind of stole my thunder when he shouted out his good lady, Emma. Um, Emma JJ5, I think is her Instagram handle. I'm not prepared for this very well. She absolutely nailed her park run PB. Whoop, whoop. You are an absolute superhero, Emma. One for the park run PB, two for the fact that you put up with Ben. Yeah, I've got one as well from Team Matt, Lisa DH. Last week she did 22 miles, and then this week she has smashed it and doubled it. So up to 42 miles so far. And that's wow. all due to her partner, Abby, uh, starting Couch to 5K. So she's been doubling up her runs. Oh, I love it. Starting a new plan. So yeah, well done to Lisa and Abby. Well done, girls. Yeah, great, great one, guys. Uh, really like it. And then I've got a couple more. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got a mat bag. I've got a mat right. bag on a shout out, Mr. Andy Bradley. Yeah. Ran with Andy at Parkrun on Saturday. He was really, really nervous about getting a, he wanted a course PB, wanted to get sub 22 minutes um, and uh, didn't, didn't think he was going to do it. Um, stuck with me for the first three, uh, for the first two miles and then absolutely left me for dead uh, on the last lap of Witness Parkrun. Um, and he came in, I think it was 21.36, absolutely hammered his PB, oh, wow. smashed it. it, top guy. I mean, you, what excuses everyone else got when you recover from a brain hemorrhage to run part runs like that, eh? Yeah, absolute absolutely. legend. Love Andy Bradley, going for a beer with him this week. Um, yeah, lovely running with him and a great guy. So big shout out to Mr. Andy Bradley. And then I've got one for Rob Head as well. Uh, Mr. Martin Hutchinson, uh, the Hutch runs. Um, oh, Andy Bradley is run Brad run in case anybody doesn't know. But of course you all should. Uh, he ran the York Chocolate 10K. Uh, Ooh, that sounds fun. It does sound fun, doesn't it? And he finished fourth. How good's that? Oh, 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 wow, fourth. Jeez. Well Time done. Of 42 oh. minutes, 29 on 10K. Uh, yeah, finished fourth. Absolutely outstanding. So, well done, Martin. The Hutch runs. Go and give him a follow. He's a big Twitter guy as well, if you're on Twitter. Um, and I think, Matt, that's our roll call. It is, yeah. Well, um, did, were you saying something then? You cut out. What's going off here? Why is it? I don't know. Is he here? Yeah, I'm still here. We're not stopping oh. recording. I don't know right. what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack on. Let's keep. Mate, yeah, you know, sometimes with, when it comes to Skype, your dream can turn into a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, if anyone wants to send Matt uh, a voice note on Instagram of you saying dream, uh, he would love it. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> he would love it he'll he really really appreciate it um i'm sorry mate you know i love you you're a dream um so uh we've got some fan coups we have yes obviously thank you to lou and ben and statman john and thank you to batwood for coming along give us a chat with us uh great lindley for the music the music and that's about it i think 
Thanks to Jack. We should probably thank Jack. Uh, I reckon. He's, not, he's, not, he's not here, is he? So don't, don't no, don't be mean. We mean to him all the time. He is <laughs> he is in the middle of nowhere in a hammock and he's taken himself to like the one place where he can get signal in the middle of this forest to download all these segments so that he can edit them in his hammock once the 80 kids he's looking after go to bed. So big props to Jack Penfold. Um, uh, for for editing for us this week, and of course Ben for for standing in for him. Uh, do you want to know who we've got on next week? Oh yes, please. Oh, we've got a good one for you, Mafu. Um, we've got Laura Jones on, who is the uh, who runs We Are Fearless. Um, Laura is an absolute superstar, um, very motivational, big weight loss journey, um, but a big advocate of the idea that exercise, diet, it should be balanced, it should be fun and it should be sustainable. And she has some absolutely amazing inspirational things that she says in the recording that we've done that really resonated with me. I'm not going to ruin them for everybody, but it really made me think, wow. No, it's not just about weight loss. It's about exercise and balance in life and finding your happiness in running um, uh, the right way um, on whatever exercise you do. And there's some things that I really took away from it. That I was like, oh, yeah, this woman knows what she's talking about. So she's absolutely amazing. Um, we're going to be talking to her next week. Brilliant. Sorry about that. I, mean, I was picking kids up from this. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, was, what was that shouting noise in the background? <laughs> I mean, the changing rooms with kids trying to fuck the dudes come out now. So I was going to say, you just said you're in the changing room with kids. That's a bit concerning. They are your kids, though, aren't they? <laughs> they are my kids, yeah. Yeah, just just clarify that before the police yeah. show up. Um, so <laughs> I tell you what, then, mate. I'll, I'll I'll take us home today, then. Yes, please, mate. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please do check out uh, Matt Wood. So at uh, Matt Woody Wood, I think is his handle, but also check out at Run Through uh, and at Run Through Kit um, to see what they're all about. Uh, do give Ben a follow, Sheffield Strider. Do give Lou a follow, Sweat Much. Give Jack. Hi, I'm Jack Penfold, and uh, I'm Jack. Oh, what is his handle? Uh, Jack Penfold running, isn't it? Jack Penfold running. <laughs> he never gets it right, so I can't remember it. Um, uh, please do give us a follow on social media, guys. Uh, you can get us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and through YouTube, although we've not been on YouTube for a little while. Uh, just search What The Fartlek, you'll find us. Or you can get us on our brand new spanking new website, which is www.whatthefartlek.com. Come and have a chat with us. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Drop us a DM. We'd love to talk to you. Let us know what you think of the episodes, anything you think we'd do better, differently. Uh, anything at all. We just love having a conversation with you, our amazing fart like family. If for whatever reason you want to give me a follow on Instagram, I'm at Little Runboy Rob. Yes, and I'm at Matty Owls. And perhaps the thing we could do better is uh, not record when you take your kids to a swimming party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, 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 first lesson, first idea, first idea. Yeah. Don't do it at Doncaster Dome. No. Um, yeah, fur, fur. Uh, so, guys, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Be we'll excellent to each other. Oh, yes, I love it when you join in. Uh, and we will catch you on the flip-flop. My brothers and sisters, good energy. We love you. Peace. Peace.